0: hello my friends welcome to the divine your life podcast my mission in this podcast in this life in my job is to help align the mind and body with deep healing so you can access your truth and your power and divine your life i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you do please share like comment review all the things i appreciate you so much and let's dive right in Divine Your Life fam, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Today's episode felt so good. There is so much amazing content and value in today's episode, and it is for the girls. So sorry, boys. Come back next week. But on this week's episode, I interview Maddie Miles, the founder and CEO of Peace Love Hormones, an amazing brand whose mission is to help women balance and heal their hormonal health She believes that your body is your own best healer. So we're obviously very aligned. And I found Maddie through her boyfriend, Braxton, who I went to high school with. So it was such an amazing, full divine, full circle moment to have her on the show and get to hear her radiant energy and passion around helping women find balance and achieve their happiest and healthiest life. Her products are quality herbal formulas and she gives so much education to helping women regulate their hormones alleviate symptoms from their menstrual cycles and just live overall a more balanced life she uses high quality herbs that are organic clinically dosed and gmp certified and fda regulated so she is the real deal she's been doing this for a very long time and she has such a way of educating and empowering women and menstruators to take back control over their health. And this episode has so many tangible tools and takeaways. So if you have a journal, take some notes. If you have a warm cup of tea, get it ready, cuddle up, and let's lean in and get to know Maddie. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for coming on today's episode. We are so happy to have you here.
1: Hi, Britly. thank you so much for having me. I'm amazing. I'm really excited to drop into this topic. It is so important. It's our livelihood. It's also one of the subjects that's the least talked about, and that's like most shamed and tabooed in our society. So I'm really excited for this episode. I feel like everyone who's listening has tuned in for a reason, and they're going to get a heck of a lot out of this. At least one thing, but I think probably more than just one thing. I haven't always been able to be this energetic because I was so sick for so long. Um, so another you know, reason out of the many reasons why I'm so passionate about what we're about to get into today.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just dive in. I want to know how you found your passion here for women's wellness and hormone health specifically, what it was that you went through maybe that was the catalyst to this journey that you're on now.
1: Yeah. So I was really sick from a young age, just a ton of imbalances going on within my body and just overall body burden and, um, toxicity, but because I, I wasn't, uh, fortunate enough to get into like the integrative more natural space at first you know my parents who I was living under the roof at the time I was only about 10 years old when you really started to see specialists for everything we just went the the traditional route right like you go see a doctor you go see a therapist like I was at the time very anxious kid I was depressed I was having trouble sleeping was diagnosed insomniac and so what was I doing I was just like going and seeing just like you know, again, like the run-of-the-mill traditional, like Western doctors and was never educated or even never like discussed how nutrition plays a role in all of this, how, you know, sleep quality and like the times that you get into bed are very important. Circadian rhythm, infradian rhythm, like all of these things that are now first language for me was never discussed, right? Like it's just not the norm. Yeah. So what did happen was I was prescribed various pharmaceuticals, so um, chemical medicines throughout, like, my young adolescence and through my teenage years, and I also, because of, like, never addressing the root issue and only continuing to actually get sicker, I eventually was then diagnosed with anorexia, went through an eight-year battle, like, up and down with really cared about me, and they believed that I was sick and had a problem, and I say believed because I met so many other girls in my programs who had parents who were, like, like, we don't believe in eating disorders. We don't believe in mental illness, you know? So I do have parents that did and still do like fully believe in all this stuff, but they also had no idea what to do. Neither of them had a health and wellness background. You know, this isn't like given to us in a handbook when we're just born as human beings into this very toxic world that we live in. Instead, we're just like fed the idea that doctor is God, right? And like whatever the doctor says, like they know better than you do about your own body, which is like silly to think that like why would anyone know our body more than like we do ourselves we're with ourselves all the time we we never get a break from ourselves so anyway i i really went through the system so to say with like the traditional medical system for most of my life as patient was never getting better and it was the final time that i was hospitalized with a feeding tube I was actually studying abroad in Spain and was sent home. and I was like devastated to to be back in a hospital bed, to be away from Spain. I like relapsed in terms of like my eating disorder. But in other ways, I like had a cute little Spanish boyfriend and I was like exploring like a new country and a new culture, living with a host family. Like I was having so much fun in so many ways. but, it was my sign of like, okay, Mads, like, I'm still struggling. And it was like that time specifically laying in the hospital bed where I was like, okay, I don't want this for myself. Like, I want to go back to Spain. I want to go to college. I want to start my own business someday, fall in love, get married, have children. Like, I want to do all these things that literally I will not be able to do because number one, my parents are not going to let me, (laughs) uh, like, go back to Spain or go to school. You know, they're going to want me at home until I'm better. Also, like, doctors are telling me, like, at this rate, you're never going to be able to have children if you keep doing this you know like you're ruining your body and so my parents and I that was like the first time that we like worked together and we found this integrative health and medicine clinic in Chicago it was actually right outside of Chicago so we would commute like two hours every single time that we'd go there it was the first time but I was like working with medical and health professionals who were actually like, not only helping me get better, but they're also educating me. So we're finally talking about nutrition, right. And like how, like I can eat certain foods to actually uplift my mood and to help me sleep, to, you know, support my hormones, like all of these things and how I can use specific supplementation, like for my unique body, depending on my nutrient deficiencies, we can use herbal medicine, like we're finally getting into it. So not only was I healing, but I was also learning a crap ton. So mm-hmm. I went to school. And also just to like to conclude that part of the story, cause I know so many people are like, did you go back to Spain? I did, I, uh, I, I did eventually go back to Spain and it was beautiful and it was so much fun. Um, but I also got to go back to college and I came back to the U.S started college, started studying nutrition and dietetics in undergrad. And it was a really cool experience because all of a sudden I got to see the fallacies and kind of all the shadiness of like Western medicine from the student perspective. So as before, like for eight plus years, I was experiencing how crappy it was as a patient. Yeah, I was now experiencing it from like, oh, I'm sitting in these classes that they all go through. Right. And Mm -hmm. actually not everyone goes through it. I was at least in the nutrition and dietetic side of things, whereas like doctors aren't even required to do that. Like if they want to, they can take like a 30 minute class or something like that. But like, they don't even educate on nutrition, like a little tidbit on that. Like please never go into your doctor expecting that they're going to help you with like how to eat and how to like properly take care of yourself. Like they just don't know how, Um, unless of course, like, I'm not saying that for all doctors, there are some doctors who then go into, you know, extended studies and programs after medical school, but they're not learning that they're learning, like, especially talking about like OBGYN, since we're really focusing on women's health they're learning how to prescribe medications and they're learning how to give surgery so um and if anyone is interested in that or if anyone's like that's so not true maddie i literally just had a traditional like medical school trained OBGYN on my podcast the other week and he was like giving everyone the lowdown <laughs> of like no it's shitty i love that
0: that's so, amazing um,
1: yeah. He, he was giving it straight up. Anyway, so I, after undergrad, I went in and I studied integrative health. I specifically wanted to focus on women and I couldn't find a program that did just women really being like the catalyst for my health as well. It took me stopping birth control in order to like fully overcome like my gut issues, my liver issues, anxiety, my low libido, sleep, like all of the things. Um, And it didn't happen overnight, although a lot of things did just resolve within like two weeks of stopping the pill. A lot of things, it was like a slow, gradual, like just nurturing my body back to safety because your body and your mind does not feel safe on something like hormonal birth control. It has no idea what's going on. It's like, oh my gosh, you're telling, you know, we have certain we have these positive negative feedback loops within our body and our mind everything's constantly communicating to each other and when you're taking something like hormonal birth control that's overriding some of those vital communication it's
0: blocking,
1: it's blocking it so you need to like you need to let your mind and your body know and this is getting more on like the spiritual side too which is equally as important as the physical, but letting your body and your mind know like, hey, we're safe. I know that I was just taking birth control for one year, five years, 10 years. I've worked with women who've been on it for 15 plus years. You have to like nurture and give your body and mind that like patience, love and grace to getting back to balance. And so that's what I do now. I'm like so passionate about all this stuff because I was sick for so long and for so long believed like, oh, this is just my life. Like, I'm just a lemon of a human being. I was like born into this world, like super sick. And I'll always be like this. And now I'm like, everyone always says like, you're so radiant. And it's one of the greatest compliments ever because I feel that. And I wasn't that for so long, you know? Um, So anyway, I'm also a an herbalist as well amidst all of the things and i'm very passionate about herbs which for me and most herbalists we just consider herbs because they are plants they fall under nutrition so you know, when we talk about like the foundations for health, we talk about, we talk about sleep, we talk about sunlight and fresh air, we talk about hydration through like high quality filtered water, you know, spring water being the best, connecting to like your divine feminine. So whether that's meditation for you, it's yoga flow, it's, you know, having a ritual around your period, which I recommend that everyone does, like getting in tune with yourself on a more like spiritual energetic level. So all of these are the foundations for health and it's like my first language now. I flip and love it. It's so exciting. And I love sharing it with the world. I feel like I there's like a certain word for it and they're just called like light beings, but like that they're put on like this planet specifically for a purpose. They're messing up over here. Like they're <laughs> yes. struggling, like we need to send you all down there. And like, you're going to encounter a lot of obstacles, you're going to fall into these societal norms and pressures that they give you, you may be depressed and, or you may be feeling like, really sad and anxious, and they're going to diagnose you with name after name after name after name. But like, find your light and share that with the world. So I really feel like I'm just living my truth now. And I'm in doing so and in saying that I'm so grateful to be here today to like share this knowledge to just let this be the intro for a lot of listeners of like you don't need to feel PMS every single month you don't need a regular period like all of these things that we're told as women are normal do not have to be normal for you and it is possible to get to that like beautiful enlightened state in your life
0: Ugh, I got chills so many different times throughout you saying that. And obviously your radiance does shine through and, and I can re- resonate with that so much of being radiant and bright and bubbly, which are some of the compliments that I received today was so not the case, right? Like, yeah. Not so long ago on birth control. And I think too about how you're right at such a young age as women, we're already outsourcing and allocating our health and healing to doctors who we believe are experts and we're instilling our trust in, right? Who take it and and regurgitate things that they read from textbooks in such a patterned and just conditioned way. And I think that awareness without ragging on doctors, right? Because we do need them and we do need people to do the research. We understand that, but always keeping our lens so wide, right? And not taking opinions as facts, like you said, but just understanding that they were taught something that they were taught to teach us, to teach, you know, breaking yeah. these Patterns and just being with our body—I mean, this is all that I do for work, right? Is like getting women and people to understand and connect back to their body. It's like the hardest thing to do, and so it's so rewarding. Oh, it's so rewarding. It, it really does change. I mean, it changes everything. <laughs> and I think, like, with that being something that we're so conditioned to believe—that I'm sick, so I've got to go straight to the doctor, and whatever they give me is exactly what I need—I'm like curious. What you think? Are a few other things that we as women believe? that we either have to deal with, or we've normalized that are actually reversible or treatable.
1: Yeah. I think just like, I mean, gosh, there's so many things to unpack with that. Like, you know, we have just been held in reasonable, like standards and expectations as women. Like, I feel like no matter what you do and who you are as a woman, we're just judged. If you are very sexual, you're judged for that. And you're called a slut and then if you aren't very sexual and you're more reserved then you're like like the really rude like kind of buzzwords that people call that but you know what I mean like very just prude prude is what I was looking for so you're either like too sexual or you're prude or you know if you are working your own you know nine to five running your own business you are seen as like a bad mother if you're like a mother and you're working really hard or like too masculine but then if you're not working you're also judged for being a stay-at-home mom it's like no matter what. always judged yeah. no matter what the situation is no matter what age we are this starts from a very young age all the way up until we leave this earth and you know, something that like people still say to this day is like, don't be a pussy. And I'm like, that just doesn't make any sense because the pussy is one of the strongest things in this flipping world. We all come out through a pussy. So like, what are you even saying? You know, (laughs) like get a better analogy that doesn't make any sense, but like young boys and girls from a very young age are conditioned that like females are inferior Mm. and that to be anything like us, Uh, Mm -hmm. like don't be a girl, like it's negative, right? So just in general, there's just like negative energy around women, you know, unfortunately, and a lot of us also play into it as well. And just like a little story I have about that is for Austin City Limits, which is like a huge music festival here in Austin, this past year, I had my own Peace Love Hormones booth set up. So we're out there, my team and I, even Braxton, who's my partner for anyone who doesn't know him, Brittany and him grew up together. Um, but we're all out there, like, you know, we have organic, non-toxic tampons and pads in our hands. We're like, did you forget yours? And, you know, we're just talking about, you know, my herbal remedies for PMS and for hormone health and- We're talking about periods and all these things. And like 50% of the people are like, hell yeah. Like, I love this, you know, like give me a tampon. I forgot mine. And then a huge chunk of women are very uncomfortable with it, you know, because Mm -hmm. our periods have been so shamed. They're such taboo and very stigmatized. And it hasn't always been like that though. Like if you go back in the history, it actually was seen as like, you know, from the very beginning of time up until a certain point as incredibly powerful things because they are and actually women who were menstruating were said to have like shamanic powers and you know the shamanic intuition like just truly like the wisest people of the tribe were women and um I know we all know that like quote of like like boys come from Jupiter to get more stupider (laughs) like my friend yesterday told me she's like have you heard the other one where it's like girls are from Mars and like boys come from women and I'm like Well, it's true. You know, like we all come from women. Yeah. And, you know, we just have, we hold so much power. And so it's really, it's a shame to see like women fearful. Of, mm-hmm. of their own bodies and selves right and this goes for men too like you know when we get a cold or anything we're like scared of it we're scared of not feeling a hundred percent and so then we go to doctor because we've been conditioned that we don't know ourselves and that we are incapable of taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. and so I mean this manifests I'm getting on to more of like a psych level how that manifests and transpires into other areas of your life, this feeling of insufficiency, like you can't do stuff for yourself, it makes us all in a way unable to like really defend ourselves in this life and very susceptible to just believing anything that we see, whether it be on the media, in TV, from the government, whatever it is, it's like we've lost our self-autonomy and that's across the board, but especially as women, because we have been just fed these beliefs now I'm not saying that all women are just like walking through like you know like little human dummies and like we're just taking in whatever people tell us I'm not saying that at all I think that actually we are all still born with this beautiful incredible innate wisdom and power But that throughout the years, society really tries to suppress that and suppress that, whether it be through hormonal contraceptive, whether it be through making fun of us, whether it be through unfair pay and wages, like all of these things, right, to suppress us, suppress us, suppress us. But it is our duty as women to support one another and seeing our power, and seeing our truth, and working on it ourselves, so that's different for everyone, you know, like, however you want to connect to yourself, and really tap into that power, that's just there, every one of us has it, however you want to connect into that, like, just find what works best for you, but in in saying that, like, amidst all of this crap that we're told, we can break through it, and the more that we can do it, and separate, like, truth from lies that's being told to us, the more that we'll be able to prosper in all areas of our life. So I'm talking like financial, talking about your relationships with your family and your friends, romantic partnerships with, you know, your relationship with your own self and your health as well.
0: It is also interconnected. It's amazing. And even what you said back to like, we get a cold and we go to the doctor, we also get a cold and we go to the internet (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we search the web. Right. So it's like, we are so quick to outsource and, and lean into every other opinion other than our own. And that is like, what we are conditioned and how is that showing up in other areas? Well, you are overriding your truth and your innate wisdom and intuition every time that you even call your best friend who has your best intentions, but you call them over sitting with yourself and asking yourself what you innately already know right yeah in what other areas does it show up all right we have to take back our power as women literally like i i lead my clients through a cord cutting meditation where we visualize all the shit and people that we need to cut our energy from and off of because it's so draining and i love the way you speak on women and and we do we're we're women empowerment yeah like you said it's it's conditioned. It's so hard to unlearn something, right? Learning something is you can get it done in 21 days, being atomic habits, but unlearning takes a lifetime, right? And -hmm. and we're all walking each other home on this journey. And I, I love, yeah, I love what you said. And, and I think there is a fine line between healing ourselves and then outsourcing, right? Like women who are listening might be confused on that. Well, okay, yes, but I've tried to do this and my hormones are just dysregulated and I'm and I've, my periods are horrible. So like, what do you say about that? Of course. So to answer your question, like I'm not saying that we don't
1: need help from anyone, right? Like we need help in all areas of our life. Like we should always be b- building community and relying, not relying. Um, We should be supporting and being supported by our fellow brothers and sisters and everyone in between, you know? But when I say like, we do have the world's greatest internal pharmacy, sometimes we do need some guidance, right? Like not everyone has interest in studying nutritional herbology, for example, you know? But there are people like myself raising my hand over here who totally nerd out on that, on everything about all of these different types of plants. And so what we can do is we can help guide you to what type of herbal remedies you should be taking or maybe it's supplementation. And honestly, with women, a lot of the time, in my clinical experience, it's what can we remove from your life versus adding in, you know, we do add some stuff in of course, but like, what can we remove, um, you know, in terms of like inflammatory foods, negative relationships that are like just causing you stress on the daily, you know, like what can we take away? And then what can we add in, you know, colorful fruits and vegetables every single day that are organic or locally sourced, um, meditations, walks out in nature without shoes on, Uh, cuddling with a loved one or a pet, like there's so many things that we can add into your life to make it so much more fulfilled. And a part of that is targeted supplementation, depending on like what you need. Um, And how we figure that out is based on symptoms that you're experiencing. Also, if we can run some labs, but herbs are amazing. And that's why I really want the herbal route. Because again, herbs are they're they're, I consider them nutrition and food most herbalists do so you know we have like the culinary herbs and spices and such we have teas as well and then we have tinctures which are like extremely concentrated liquid forms and those are what I actually like formulate and sell on our website so we have soothe which is my herbal remedy for hormone health and menstrual cycle regularity And to prevent PMS. And so we have 10 different herbs in there that have all been used for literally thousands of years, thousands of years. Like this isn't Maddie did not invent (laughs) these plants or anything like that. Like these are just heavily studied and um acknowledged herbs for women's health and for menstrual health and preventing inflammation, which naturally starts to ramp up around menstruation, keeping that all in control, um, supporting your liver all throughout your cycle so that you're detoxing excess estrogens that therefore you don't get like the breakouts and the breast tenderness and the water retention, all these things, a lot of these PMS symptoms, which there are over 160 symptoms associated with PMS come from an imbalance of your hormones. Whether you have too much estrogen, too little progesterone, or you maybe you have really high androgens, like we use herbs because instead of medicine, medicine tries to override nature and tries to override your body's natural systems, right? whereas herbalism, it gives your body what it needs. It gives it like the code. I That's how I describe it as. It gives your body the code that it needs, and homeopathics do the same, to do what it needs to do. So it doesn't create imbalance within the body by like, it's not like giving your body more estrogen or giving your body less estrogen. It's giving you herbs that your body can take and absorb very easily because there, it's in a liquid form. And go, okay, what do we need, right? Like, do we need support with our gut and our liver and detoxing excess estrogen? Do we need help supporting ovulation? Um, and therefore boosting our progesterone levels. Is it a combination of a bunch of things? So, herbs, not all herbs are adaptogens, but there are a lot of herbs in sooth that are adaptogens, so they just adapt to what your body needs, which is so beautiful. It's very gentle then on the body, but it's powerful at the same time. So it's going to give your body what it needs, it's not going to overproduce anything or underproduce anything. Um and then bitters is a formula that I just released. Bitters is like an ancient tradition to consume the bitter parts of plants before meals to help stimulate the production of digestive juices. And therefore you're able to digest your food and then also absorb all of the nutrients from your food, which, you know, I think a lot of us struggle with. It's, we see it in like the, and the health stats, So many of us are struggling with gut problems, so beyond just feeling uncomfortable because you're bloated after every single meal, you know, you're also, you may be eating like all of this really healthy, vibrant colored, you know, eating the rainbow when it comes to food, but because your gut is so compromised, you're not actually absorbing the nutrients from that food, and those nutrients which power your cells, and your cells are what power your organs and your glands and your tissues you know, if your cells aren't nourished properly because they're not getting the nutrients from the food, nothing else is really going to be working right. And then you cue the PMS and the period problems, perhaps thyroid problems. It's just like everything's connected, right? Like everything is connected with one another, your mind, your body, everything. So that alone right there is like the power of bitters, like most people just love them because they're like, yeah, I don't feel bloated anymore after meals, but it's doing so much more for you. And it's also supporting daily liver detoxification as well. So those are the two formulas. I plan on having a lot more peace love hormones is the name of my company and it's just one that's like for women and menstruators and will always be like throughout all phases of our lives so as i start to transition into motherhood i'll have a line of pregnancy safe herbal Mm -hmm. formulas and then postpartum and it's like right now i'm in more of the like post-hormonal contraceptive reproductive years just trying to optimize my overall health um preconception Mm -hmm. and that's what these formulas really focus on uh so I love them all everything is organic it's made within the U.S. as well with my herbal family and I'm really like proud to say that like because we've helped so many people and there's been such a demand for it it's only been a little bit over a year our one year anniversary for Sooth was July 9th and the first batch I ever made was a hundred units and I was shipping everything out myself and this most recent order, we we made ten thousand units, and we have specific manufacturer just for peaceful hormones, and we have a warehouse doing all fulfillment. So
0: it's really exciting, growing so fast because this is so needed. This stuff is so quality. I did just order soup and I'm so excited and you just lit up so many light bulbs for me because I have been so reluctant to get my hormones tested because I'm like, I'm I'm so healthy. Like, I don't want synthetic hormones. I don't want them to tell me that my estrogen levels are low. That's impossible. I'm 26, right? Like I do feel myself fully transparently resisting that. I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. And this is a selfish question because this podcast is for me. (laughs) (laughs) the benefits But like low libido is something that I think a lot more women are experiencing, but you just made so much sense and that it's not the addition right of these synthetic hormones or hormonal contraceptives. It's the it's the subtraction of things that are toxifying us. And then the addition of like what's already created by the earth. So like you just gave me so much confirmation in that. And I'm so excited to try and um, suit I promise I'll leave a review here on the podcast and let everyone know we can drop where to get it here in the show notes. Oh I'm
1: but. so happy. And yeah, you know, like I think we all go through that phase of our life where we're like even when you stop hormonal contraceptive, because you know how bad it is for you, you. which by the way, I have a whole podcast episode on like the side effects of hormonal contraceptive, alternatives, like really you can just link up my podcast for your listeners if they're interested. But I think we all go through that phase. I even did myself when I first stopped hormonal contraceptive of like thinking that that's like the cure-all, right? Like even though I personally have all of this research in front of me, I still found myself being like, should I just go back on them? Should I just go back on them? Like how bad can it really be? And just in conclusion, the synthetic hormones are not going to save you. And actually they're what's causing any type of negative side effect that one is experiencing. So Mm-hmm. things are just going to only improve when you get off, but you have to give yourself time. So birth control, the pill, it decreases your testosterone, which is beneficial for many things, motivation, confidence, um, you know, your go, 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 like your drive, but also with your libido. So, and then in addition to that, Hormonal birth control, the pill, increases your sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG, which binds to excess testosterone. So all of a sudden, you have declining levels of testosterone, you have an increase in the hormone that binds to anything that you do have, and that's a recipe for really, really low libido. And it does not, for many people, it does return after stopping. And for a lot of us, we have to work on it. It takes years for those SHBG levels to get back to normal. And sometimes it never gets back to the actual like full n- your normal before you started the pill well sometimes it just causes that lasting like damage so to say but there are other things you can do you know libido is a whole nother topic for like that we could really dive into but most of us women are running on stress hormones because we are waking up every single day at the crack of dawn going and doing a super high intensity workout we have these really high ambitions which I love like we're just so amazing and powerful and beautiful but that being said we shouldn't be pushing ourselves to exhaustion every single day we should really be working with like our changing energy and hormones throughout our cycle another topic we can talk about for another time too Um, but you know just taking more time to rest and relax and usually that alone will give you more libido better orgasms just resting right Um, and then of course you know eating those very colorful foods those juicy fruits uh you know hydrating yourself and getting those hormones back in balance And then you'll start to notice like, oh, around that time of the month when you're ovulating, all of a sudden your libido is very abundant, but then it's also normal for it to drop down around your period because your, you know, your major sex hormones are all at their lowest point. So your energy is a little bit lower and you may not want to go put on a sexy lace outfit and get it on and maybe you do some people really do during that time of the month but just generally speaking like don't be hard on yourself if your libido is not the same throughout your entire cycle because
0: that's very normal and understandable yeah yeah riding that wave and allowing us to be females that carry life right have these hormones like gosh try to explain to your boyfriends I'm like okay so you know the first week good and then I'm PMSing and then I'm on my period he's like wow so you only get one good week a month I'm like yeah pretty much <laughs> but, yes but you don't now have to PMS
1: to- yeah, yeah. But you're like, but now I learned from Maddie that actually like no I want everyone to get to the point where the only reason they know that their period is coming is because they track their cycle they don't know their period is coming because they all of a sudden start to get sore breasts the week before they start to get bloated and moody like that is just it's not something that I live with it's not something that any of like my close friends or sisters or anyone who I've worked with one-on-one lives with because it's just not normal that's something that we've been fed right is that like periods are supposed to be painful and I would love to track you know the the origin of that statement and that belief like where did that happen you know um because that does not have to be a reality. I mean, you're shedding your endometrium, your uterine lining, like it doesn't have to be painful. You know, like wow. you actually only shed one third of it. Two thirds of it is actually just reabsorbed into your body. A lot of yeah. your period blood is just mixed with other like fluids. Um, so it doesn't have to be painful and it shouldn't yeah. be
0: either. Yeah oh my gosh, I'm like, okay, let's stick on after this and let's get to the work, girlfriend. I love that mission. It does have to be painful because I do, I struggle with this and I think a lot of women do. So thank you so much. I feel hopeful like at the end of this conversation, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, like why live this way when we don't have to, right? We get to outsource and confide in people like you that have been through and embodied the whole experience, not people who are Reading out of textbooks and throwing diagnoses at us, but like who have walked and lived and are a living testimony to what's possible yeah. and available to us. Um, I'd love to leave our sisters here listening with, I don't know, like one thing that you're leaning into, one thing that you love, one thing that you want w- the woman listening here to take away, and then briefly tell us about that ritual, that period ritual that you got going on. Yeah.
1: I, I would love for everyone just to leave with the curiosity of exploring your cycle more. Um, so like I said at the beginning, like this is not like the end all be all like this, I hope is just the catalyst for a bunch of women listening going like, I am so ready and pumped to learn more. So I just want to leave everyone with that. Like I have the curiosity and excitement because it's such a beautiful journey. Um, And to ritualize your period. So this is something that's very personal for everyone. I will tell you all what I do personally. Um, So number one, uh, this is like my no time. Like I, you know, other times in my cycle, I call it the yes time. I like saying yes to all these social plans, all these things. This is the no time. Like this is the time that I'm super, super uh, selfish so that therefore later in my cycle, I can show up and be more selfless. But, you know, I really take that time to, like, go inward, to have a lot more alone time and downtime. I'm just craving that naturally. And I'm not doing, like, high-intensity workouts. I'm really just doing, like, long walks and yoga, like, a lot more um, stress-reducing exercises and exercises that get me into my parasympathetic mode versus sympathetic mode so really just tapping into the flow. And also I love um, my period blood. I think that it is so beautiful and it holds like a lot of answers usually for me as well. So uh, this is not, again, not something that I made up. This is something that's been practiced for thousands of years, but actually like using your period blood and like, whether you want to put it on your hands or on your face, like on your cheeks, like, play with it. Like it's yours, you know, um, maybe don't wear a white shirt that you don't want to get stained, but like, just play with it. However you'd like, if you have a partner um, I really hope that they're loving and supportive of this as well and see it as beautiful because it's a huge part of who you are. And if you ever want to have children with this person too, like this is, this is what makes that possible, right? Is like the ovulation. And then the, eventually if you don't get pregnant, the shedding of that uterine lining buildup. So I always get my partner involved. We love it. Uh, Usually I have my period around the full moon, or excuse me, around the new moon. I ovulate around the full moon, Um, around the new moon. So, you know, just, we do a lot of rituals as well that go with the new moon and like releasing things that we don't think serve us anymore. Um, So that's, those are things that I do and also really nourishing meals. So I really take this time to like cook, all of my meals, make sure that they're very nourishing and grounding because you want to replenish your body and your mind from your bleed where you're depleting yourself. You're not like intentionally depleting yourself, but you're being depleted of vitamins and minerals while you're bleeding. So just to really like restore, replenish and remineralize, are like my mantras for that phase.
0: Mm, I love that. And it's just (laughs) the smallest things, right? Like it is, it's like being conscious and not using it as like, oh crap, here comes my period. But like, ah, oh, here it comes. Like
1: yeah, this it's is beautiful. my
0: women essence. And, and this is a really off topic, but like, I, I just spoke to somebody on another podcast about like our urine and stuff like that, which again, feels so taboo. It's like, wait, what? Just like that belongs in the toilet, but it's actually like been used for hundreds of thousands of years for healing. Like it comes mm-hmm. from, this, so why wouldn't it be one of the most healing things right it's like our body it's like women eating their placenta after they give birth we are re-nourishing our body with our body so yeah just like I do encourage everybody to just leave that taboo behind and just embrace this this beautiful essence that we get to be because we can we can live in resistance to it for the rest of our lives or we can live and embrace and like beauty and I, it's yeah. just such a better place to be right
1: yes yeah I agree no that's a beautiful- it's all, it's all us, right? Like the less afraid and disgusted that we can, that we are with ourselves, the overall happier and healthier we will be for sure because we can never leave ourselves.
0: Yeah. Okay, babe. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. Where do you hang out and how can people connect with you? Yeah. So um,
1: honestly, just follow me on the gram because and my username is Maddie Miles. Well, the Maddie Miles because Maddie Miles was taken uh, my friends always like oh, are, so, are so <laughs> dramatic and they're like the Maddie Miles I'm like okay people it was <laughs> it's already taken um but from there you can find links to like our podcast which is just Peace Love Hormones if you want to go straight to uh Spotify or to Apple but our podcast our website piece of hormones instagram page like literally everything's there we're on tiktok as well so it's just same username um and then yeah bretley you can just like link everything up for people if they're interested
0: totally. in if they're interested in following yeah i will throw it all in the show notes and i'm so excited to try soothe and i will run a full report here to my listeners who are engaged and, um, let them know how that is. And we just, I love you so much already. I feel like we're going for a lifetime and I just can't wait for the next time for us to connect.
1: Thank you so much.